Uh, howdy, my name is Matt Varghese, and welcome to the Great Design Lead Podcast. I'm a partner and CEO of AD20, which is a no-code product studio and Webflow enterprise agency, and right now I'm working on building an undeniably great Webflow agency. Perfect intro. Cool. Glad to hear Look it. at you. I, you know, <laughs> I, I've, I've talked to people before. I've talked about myself before. <laughs> we're, we're figuring this out. Um <laughs> You know, I bought this mic just for this thing. And then I realized how much better it is to have a great mic for like everything. So Wait, you got a mic just for our episode? Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> of course. You said you wanted great audio. So I wanted to give you great audio as, be as best as I could. But I got the whole amp and stuff on my desk, the whole nine yards. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Here I am with my, my blue Yeti, which I think does a pretty good job. Your audio sounds great. Yeah. You. you also have you also have soundproofing, mind you. So do I, but like it's yeah. kind of crappy soundproofing. Sorry, I'm derailing us. This is not the point. <laughs> I'm so happy that I get to finally spend time with you. Like Likewise. you and I have been playing uh, phone tag for a while. <laughs> yes, and it is entirely my fault. I feel like at any given point in time, my my life and my schedule, my schedule in particular, is in shambles. So uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get better at that, and I really appreciate your patience. Of course, I think it was hilarious when you were texting me. You're like, Emily, please don't hate me, and I'm like, how could I possibly hate you? <laughs> but it was, I think, the first time was pretty last minute. Just so people know about what a crappy guest I am, uh, I rescheduled twice. And I think the first time was pretty last minute, maybe within two days. And then the second time was pretty last minute as well. Cause something came up and I just like couldn't move it. Um, mm. And yeah, I was very, because it, it was very kind of you to invite me on. I'm so glad to be here. There's a, a huge list of amazing guests behind me. Um, and so uh, I didn't want to piss anyone off. <laughs> well, you didn't, so you're all good. <laughs> cool. And I'm cool, happy cool. you're here now. <laughs> Great. I'm glad to be here. Um, uh, the way that I like to start off every time is with my favorite question. Um, and that question is when you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Mm. Um, I wanted to be a lot of things, but the biggest one that my, <laughs> my parents never allowed was I wanted to become a firefighter, just like every other kid growing oh, up. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Um, and honestly, that would still be a pretty cool job if you if you ask me. I went on a ride along with the fire department last year. Of um, course you did. I <laughs> I ran into this guy at the gym and I was just like, he was just like the most like jacked guy I've ever seen. So I just went up to him and I was like, what is your workout routine? Like, can I be like you? Um, and we started talking for a while and he was like, oh yeah, I'm actually like a, or I was like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a firefighter in OKC. Turns out he was the, the fire chief in OKC. Um, mm -hmm. And he was like, you should come on a ride along one day. And it was so much fun. Uh, <laughs> you just like those guys and, and girls just hang out with their friends all day. They help society. They work out. They cook. They, they just like, it's just like a really cool tight knit community and you get to impact society in a very cool way. So, um, yeah, I think that would be, that would, that was definitely the job growing up. And my parents were like, Nope, not happening. And so, uh, that dream fell to the wayside, but, um, yeah, those are good. Those are good people over there. I imagine that it'd be scary for like your, your mom to be like, Oh, my, my son's going to go into danger. My parents, 
you know, danger is like to them, danger is not becoming a doctor, lawyer, and engineer. So like if I was an accountant, they'd be like, that's dangerous. So really? they just don't. Yeah. If it, it they see all of those every everything outside of those is like pretty risky to them. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, but I I think she she they they just are very risk averse people. So yeah, firefighting was definitely one of the things where they were just like, nope, not happening. <laughs> when uh, what you thought it was going to be like versus like after the ride along, uh, was there anything that you didn't expect? Um, well, fire suppression systems are pretty good in the U.S. now, so there's very few fires. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has sprinklers and things like that. Um, there was uh two two fires that day one or two like a shed caught on fire or got hit by mm-hmm. lightning or something like that um it's a lot more sad than i thought not in the sense of sad of like boring but sad of like we went on some pretty like tragic medical calls of like mm. horrendous things happened to people um because we were in like a pretty um a, a pretty like hard area of okc that's where i was that's where the station was and uh it's like life life is completely life can be completely different on one side of the city from the other and as like going on that ride along was a lot more eye-opening um than i expected it to be so um yeah tremendous gratitude to to those people because it's was not an easy and they were just like nah this is normal it's just part of the job uh and uh but yeah, it was, it was, it was super, it was super interesting, but um, yeah, less fires. That's the, that's the biggest one. Did you like not know about that kind of stuff going on in your hometown? Um, It wasn't that you don't know about it. It's that you're never face to face with it. You mm, never, yeah. you read about a lot of the stuff in the news, like just horrific crimes um, done against other people or, uh, or people getting into horrific car accidents just like the the whole nine yards mm-hmm. um and like you know it i mean oklahoma city i live in oklahoma city which i consider don't listen to this and, and think that it's <laughs> not a great city it is one of the greatest cities in the world but it also has a very it's got one of the highest like gang populations i think in the u.s um yeah. and so a lot of bad stuff goes on in one side of the city um or a few sides of the city and so, and then you, but you only read about it. I mean, I live in downtown Oklahoma city. So like I'm, I'm never exposed to it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a news story or a headline. And then you go on a ride along with the fire department. And it's like, oh, this is way different of an experience uh, than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got it. I mean, they, they, they don't have it easy and by any means. So um, yeah, it's definitely different than I expected. What was it like growing up in OKC? Because you were there since forever, right? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in a small town, a small-ish town called Yukon, Oklahoma. And then I moved to Mustang, Oklahoma. uh, And then OKC at some point, I think 2005. Um, It was was cool. Uh, I I like OKC a lot. I, I, uh, it's, the city is way different than it used to be. And so, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I have half of my family on my mom's side is split between Michigan and the other half is OKC. And whenever the Michigan cousins came in like, you know, the 2000s, OKC was a very boring city. Um, really? And yeah. Um, and that's what people think of OKC today. 
but it's definitely not that it has very much so evolved and but the OKC I knew growing up was like pretty 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 boring it is what you think of like small towns or it was what you think of like smaller towns smaller cities it's not a New York or an LA or an Austin or anything like that and so um yeah OKC I I think was it was a classic small city for a while and then like I think during the pandemic like it was a top 10 city that people moved to or something like that because yeah. like it's cool here I like really enjoy it so um yeah I love your shirt that says Oklahoma versus everybody. Oh my God. That is my favorite hoodie ever. <laughs> and the problem is I wear it to big cities and they're like, who is this like <laughs> this idiot that's coming to New York city at the supposedly the greatest city in the world. That's total BS in my opinion. I've, <laughs> I've been to New York, I think every month this year. And I'm like, yeah, there's no, there's no, I would, I would not live here. Um, and uh but yeah i'll wear that everywhere i take that overseas i take that uh i take that everywhere just to rep because i want people to know that oklahoma is great and cool and an awesome place to be no one will ever believe me even in when we were in san francisco like both of us were in san francisco a couple weeks ago for webflow conf uh i i kept telling everyone they're they're like where do you live sf la new york i'm like oklahoma baby (laughs) Don't get it twisted. I'm I'm not from here. I'm not a tech bro. I I, I live in middle of nowhere America. Um mm-hmm. and I and I like it. What was uh Oklahoma City uh, 2005 like? Uh What did you do for fun? Uh well, I was in 2005 I was in I don't want to reveal how old I am <laughs> on, on, on this I was in grade school so I mm-hmm. uh big big <laughs> yes I'll keep it big um and I don't know we just like I shot around uh like played basketball with friends um I grew up in a household that was very uh strict on school and mm. uh so it was a lot of uh you know homework and focus on school and excelling mm-hmm. in school and so uh yeah I don't know it was a classic classic childhood you played outside a lot played uh you know with your friends whenever they had free time too and um yeah nothing nothing like exceptionally great um in 2005 in OKC it, it's again <laughs> it's a small town city so yeah I'm I'm from a small town too um I'm from uh Orfield, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Orfield. What is there to do in Orfield? And and was this covered in the solo episode? Did you talk about Orfield? No, I don't think so. I don't okay, think then I, I, I want to hear real, real quick. What is Orfield like? What do you, what do people do there? Orfield, Pennsylvania. Um, the funny thing I like to tell people is that uh, when you were when I was driving to school, uh, just like uh, in the mornings, um, you would you would pass a cornfield, cornfield, cornfield gun range high school oh wow that sounds like oklahoma this is exactly how oklahoma is. it was like a suburby <laughs> rural area like um it was i i was very surprised to know um that uh other people in the world went to school on the first day of hunting season mm. oh you told me this yes yeah, yes, yeah. yes yes <laughs> wow okay did you graduate from that school yeah yeah how big was your graduating class 
Um, nine hundred. Okay, so it's not a small school. By yeah, any no. Means. Yeah, huh. just yeah. so many s- suburbs, suburbs on suburbs on so. Halloween is great in a town. I believe that. Like, yeah, I bet you rake suburb. it. In. You rake it. In, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, it, it sounds very similar. Like the, the actual proper town I grew up in was Mustang, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. I spent 15 years there or something like that. Um, yeah. and that sounds very similar to Mustang. It's all fields and big boys, guns and ammo, which is the <laughs> local gun range. That's literally what it's called. It is a, it is a, it is, I'm not kidding you. That is what, that is what it's called. Uh, and you know you have all the problems that come along with that place that uh, exist and then you have you know a fireworks stand that's only open in july and (laughs) you have your swadley's barbecue which is the local barbecue spot and then you have the high school and that's it um but yeah that's that's literally like it's a one for one it sounds like orfield mustang (laughs) yeah did you guys have a lot of uh like drive-in movie theaters no was that a thing in orfield Yeah, we had a drive-in. It was called uh, Shankweiler's Drive-In Movie Theater. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this is, I love small-town America. Uh, at the same time, I would spend no more time in small-town America. Uh, uh, no, we we didn't have that. In fact, yeah. I don't even know. I think we might, we might have one in all of Oklahoma. That's a stretch. Yeah. I don't know all of Oklahoma. But, like, in the Oklahoma City metro, like, maybe one. You got to go. So this is, like a good experience you got to go uh, with a friend that has a pickup truck you got to bring okay. like a whole bunch of like i don't know sleeping bags or blankets because it gets cold at night um yep. and uh either your two options are uh, chinese food or pizza um and okay. you you bring those and so uh you sit there in a field with a bunch of other cars and a giant screen in front of you mm-hmm. and um uh they there's always two um showings there's the the children's one that's the first one mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. like the pg-13 one which is after mm-hmm. and okay it's so we, such what, a good experience what, movie are, what, what are we talking like what what movie do you remember the most at this place the first one would be something like the incredibles or something like that okay <laughs> and okay. then the second one would be like um i don't know avengers or something like that no, that's a <laughs> PG-13 movie. <laughs> okay, cool. Sounds like a great time. Sounds like I yeah. missed out on that part of my childhood. But I, I'll go now. I'll relive it. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of places you could go. <laughs> I'll buy a truck just for this experience. <laughs> Rent it for a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, Oklahoma is like the home of every truck. So like, I'll find one. I'll buy yeah. one. Um, yeah. But yeah. What What kind of kid were you in Mustang? uh i was very nerdy um i actually like i was (laughs) what do i want to say publicly (laughs) um i I was a super nerdy kid i was very chubby um i you know i was just a i don't know i was like a weird nerd at the time and Mm -hmm. i um (laughs) Uh, yeah, I just I I had to be good at school, and so that's where a lot of my time was. And then if I wasn't in school, I was either playing outside with friends or I was playing NBA 2K nonstop. Uh, really? At home. Yeah, 2K or Madden or I still have NBA 2K 14 at my current place. Uh, <laughs> really? Just in case I want to play it again. 
Um, for nostalgia. Yeah, for the nostalgia. It's like, <laughs> ah, they don't make an NBA like this anymore. Um, yeah, I was growing up, weirdly, I was like the kid I was in elementary school is way different than the kid I was in middle school, high school, because mm -hmm. elementary school, I was very much so a troublemaker. I was always, I went to a private uh, Christian really? school. Really? Yes, I was very much so a troublemaker. I I stole things. I got in trouble. They would have a tally system, and it'd be like you would get a tally for like hullabaloo, which I don't even know what that is to this day. I think like shenanigans. Just, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, if you weren't in line at the proper time, uh, you got a tally. And so I was just always in trouble. I was always in the principal's office uh, in elementary school, and. Uh, then I moved out of private school into public school and then, uh, yeah, it was just, I was just a dude trying to figure it out. Uh, cause you kind of start over when, when you go from private to public school or like, like Mason's, I listened to Mason's episode, um, mm -hmm. and he's moved around a lot and, uh, between schools and like starting over is not easy once. And so mm -hmm. to do it multiple times, like seven or something like that, eight, uh, that's, that's not easy by, by any means. Um, so I have a lot of empathy for that, but, um, yeah, I went from a mischievous kid to like being pretty good at school, even though I hated school. I was just like, <laughs> it was school is the bane of my existence. I would have really? been used to, I used to like fake sicknesses to get out of school. Like it was, it was pretty bad. Um, but like now mm -hmm. Now I'm luckily not in school anymore and I get to enjoy my life. <laughs> the thing you said about starting over again, um, I remember I went from, from Catholic school to public school. Um, wow, we all did this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I did uh, two years of Catholic school at two different schools. Uh, the names were uh, St. James or something like that and then St. Thomas More. Uh, very catholic -y. um uh -huh. and uh i i did remember i i went from one catholic school to the other catholic school and then i went to public school and then my mom was like oh you're going back to the same school like for the next oh, year wow. and, oh do that <laughs> we <laughs> wow. stay at the same school <laughs> like this is <laughs> that's weird was it a was did you like the school uh which one either uh, i mean they were fine i just remember um i used to think that like praying before your food in school was normal <laughs> and then I went to public school, and I'm like, "Why are we doing?" That? You're like, like they, they don't have. You're like, they don't have Bible class here. Like, what is <laughs> what what's going on here? What where is that part of the curriculum? Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, private school is weird. I I I don't. If I had a kid, I don't know if I'd ever send there. My private school though was yeah. sketchy. It got labeled. Really? It, got, it got shut down a few years ago, and, and it got like labeled by the Southern Poverty Law Center as like a hate group nationally. Like it was a bad school, uh, and um, and obviously, I think <laughs> me as a person of color going to a school that was a, a racist school, in my opinion, was probably not the wisest choice, but. Uh, <laughs> I think that's why my parents got me out of there. And uh, yeah, public school is way better. So um, how would your your sister describe the troublemaking kid? Oh, man. At that age? Because my... you guys aren't too far apart in age, correct? We're five years. Five years five apart. Five years? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I always got in trouble for something and she would always find some way to bail me out or like make an excuse. She was, she's a great sister. Um, and so I think uh, it's a great question. Um, I don't know. I I think she she would always just try. I, I mean, she's a psychiatrist now. So I'm from from the jump. I think she's just trying to figure out why people do things uh, <laughs> and why they are the way they are. But you were her uh, first test subject. I was I was patient <laughs> zero for her. <laughs> um, uh yeah yeah I don't I don't know I don't know what you think um it's it's interesting I, I went over to her house this week um she lives she just moved uh into Oklahoma City and uh I we were just like talking about life and catching up and stuff and I was like man so much has changed from uh the elementary school me to now they're just like complete opposites uh yeah. or just grade school me um so one was very mischievous and a rascal and one is a lot more normal in normal quote unquote (laughs) um so so yeah i'll ask you that next time i see her what she thought of all that yeah i don't know have you have you ever thought like what it would be like to sit down with that version of yourself and just hang out like how do you think that would go wow these questions get deep. Uh, have you, you know, what's really interesting last night I watched, do you have Netflix? Yeah. Somewhere. There's, <laughs> there's this new, there's this new documentary from Jonah Hill and he mm-hmm. interviews his psychiatrist. Um, and it's, it just came out like a few days ago and someone texted really? me and was, they're like, you should watch this. I think you'd enjoy it. And I sat down last night and I watched it. And it actually talks about that very topic really? of like, yeah, I think they call it uh, the shadow or like this like version of you that like was the shadow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And it literally, they literally talk about sitting down with your shadow and being like, yeah, like what, what, why, <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> um, but also just being like, you know, radical acceptance i think is one of the things they talked about there um no i've never done that but it's something that like um, it it sounds like a very fruitful activity but you should watch you should watch stuts that's what it's called stuts i i uh, stuts like st st u t z his name is phil stuts that's his okay the psychiatrist's name um it's really good i think you'd enjoy it especially based off of that question (laughs) I, I just uh I just love people. I like um stories and stuff like that. So that's why I asked that question. I can I tell. Realize. Like I like I said when we were in in Atlanta, to be able to do this week after week and consistently put stuff out that's high quality is something to definitely be proud of. And it takes a lot of commitment, but it also has it requires passion to do this 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 often. Um, and so I have mad respect for it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I guess if if I were to sit down with the the younger version of myself from grade school about the mm-hmm. same age that you were, um, she thought that she had her whole life figured out, and she mm. was so cocky. Mm. <laughs> 
she she i see that yeah i well i can see that in me as well not not in you i'm saying that i'm not let me be very clear i'm not saying that about you now i'm saying i'm saying i relate that's, yeah yeah that's sorry continue she was so cocky she was like um uh, it's so much easier to say she because then i can actually be honest um yeah sure uh, she thought that she was gonna be in new york um work at pentagram because she listened to one podcast Paula episode Sarah. with michael beirut oh yeah. okay okay cool great <laughs> and um uh I th- you were listening I- to michael beirut in grade school <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you are you, wow you are really about that life <laughs> I, I found design through uh the design matters podcast with debbie millman oh wow oh yeah, yeah 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 okay cool i would do my chores around the house in middle school um okay. uh listening to it's like michael beirut and debbie millman talk and mm-hmm. i was like these are nice stories i don't know what the design is but these are nice <laughs> stories <laughs> wow you should, then... you should you should email her that by the way you should tell her you should tell her that you she got you into design I have a psychotic story on how I met her, actually. Oh, you met her? Wow. Okay. Can, can we, do we have time? Can we go into yeah, that? It's a very okay. short story. Um, I was um, in uh, uh, my junior year of high school, and uh, I had done like a thing at Drexel. So I knew a couple of professors at Drexel, mm-hmm. and um, Debbie Millman was coming to Philly uh, to do a talk, and I lived an hour north of Philly. Um, and so... I said, oh my God, mom, Debbie Moon's coming. Let me get tickets. And all the tickets were sold out. So I was like, sad. And so I emailed every professor that I knew saying like, uh-huh. can you get me into this lecture? So I uh-huh. scammed my way into the lecture. I did not pay. They didn't let me pay. Um, wow. And Wait, so, so you, but one of the professors had extra tickets or something or what? He just said, show up. And so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My mom and I drove to Philly. Um, and she like hung out in her car and I just walked in and he's like, Oh, you're the girl. And I said, yes. And he's like, come with me. And I'm like, okay. That's amazing. I, I, uh, um, watched her talk. It was so wild to like see the face with the voice because you get so like emotionally attached to a voice. And then you see like, Oh my God, it's coming from like a person and they're standing right there in 3d. And so um, she she did her talk, and then at the end of it, I came up to her, and I just started, like, crying like a psychopath. Whoa. Cool. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, my God, you mean so much to me. And I had this, like, little notebook, actually. It was a very small notebook that was probably, like, smaller than the size of your hand. And um, I I would write notes and quotes and stuff like that from different stories. Holy crap. And wow, I was she like, must have really loved that. She She thought I was very cute. And she's like, do you want to take a picture? And I'm like, you do that? (laughs) And I proceeded to cry for like 30 minutes afterwards, telling my mom how happy I was that I met this like woman that was like bigger than Michael Jackson to me. She was like, yeah. You you should email her again just to say hello. (laughs) Just shoot her a note and be like, do you remember me? Attach the picture, attach the note, scan of the notebook or something. She'll remember for sure. And I bet she'd love to hear from you. Yeah, well, we'll see. She knows about Webflow. She oh, was at cool. the last Webflow thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. She spoke. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I, I also thought that I was. Um, uh, I thought that I was going to own a Prius, even though like you don't own cars in New York. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. 
And I, I had this this paper that was like a life projection of how my life was going to go and like what job I was going to have at what age, when I was going to have kids, all that kind of stuff. And I handed it to my guidance counselor at 17 and he just wow. started laughing. He was like, you think that you know everything? And I'm like, I do. I'm going to prove you wrong. I did not. That's actually amazing planning, though. Even if you don't <laughs> hit it, the fact that you had that much foresight to think yeah. ahead is impressive. Well, you, if you're in a small town, you think that like uh, education and your career is your ticket out. You know, sometimes. I, I, sometimes. That's yeah. the key word. Because I think there's a lot of people that I went to school with that are still in my hometown not that yeah. there's anything wrong with that yeah but whenever I see people whenever I hang out with people from my hometown uh I I, I think that they like just want to hang there for a while which is cool um yeah. but I don't think I don't think everyone sees it as like a way out I think people are like yeah this is like this is where I want to be um yeah with respect to them like I can't I can't do Mustang Oklahoma anymore I can't even go back I can't drive back by big boys guns and ammo one more time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i remember uh listening to michael's episode and thinking um oh my gosh like he's from a similar town as me like mm. if he can do this maybe i can do it and mm. um yeah that was i don't know that was a cool moment and then totally. went to design school tried to figure my life out so yeah so this is this is me answering the question because often i ask people that question of like if you could sit with your younger self um and then i don't answer it so there's, there's my vulnerability. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. Is this the first time you've, you've answered that? Is this the first episode? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I thank you. Thank you for doing that with me. It makes me feel very special. I, I respect the hell out of, or heck, can I cuss? Like, am I yeah. Yeah. You can, you can swear. Yeah. Okay. I respect the hell out of uh, mutual openness and vulnerability. It's one of my favorite, favorite things in conversation. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, high school, you, we think about that guy and you were very mm -hmm. different than elementary school. You, mm -hmm. what was the last like six months of high school? Like for you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, as I alluded to earlier, I, so for clarity, for anyone listening, um, I'm a child of Indian immigrants. And so the only three viable career paths are doctor, lawyer, engineer, anything other than that, it's like not even an acceptable option. And so the last six months of school of high school was a lot of me figuring out what is the quickest way to not do that and prove to my parents that there is a new world outside of that. And so mm -hmm. um, I got accepted to the university of Oklahoma um and so I was like technically preparing for that on paper like that was life becoming a petroleum engineer in Oklahoma um but in reality it was like I had taken my like um I we we discussed this in our webflow conference talk um but like I I had like learned about web design a couple of years earlier and I was like there's something here of like building a business and like building websites for other people that I want to take advantage of. Cause I like really deeply enjoyed this and like building something on the internet and pushing it out into the world. But then also I think that like, it could be a legitimate job. And at the time, like, you know, KC, there were, there were a handful of reputable shops, but like there was like one big one called back 40. I don't know if they're still around, but um, 
I was like, maybe there's some opportunity here that I can mm-hmm. tap into. Um, and so the last six months of high school, I legitimately would be like, I would go to lunch in high school. And I would, after I was done with lunch, I would go to the library um, and I would like sit at, at the, in the computer lab or whatever. And I would build my Weebly portfolio site or whatever. Wow. I Weebly sites at the time. And I would just like, I had the ugliest logo. It was like this like W with like a, uh, it's like a moon behind it in like a, it was so bad. Um, was this the peace I, one? It was before that. Okay. It was okay. like, I don't think it's published on the internet. Like it's, it does not <laughs> exist anymore. And I'm so glad I actually went to my parents' house the other day and I found some of the cards, um, the business cards. Really? Uh-huh. And they're <laughs> embarrassingly bad. Um, and keep them, but I would, yeah, I'll keep them forever. Yeah, I should probably to. frame it, bring it to this office. Cause it's, yeah. a, it's, I mean, that was, that wasn't that long ago. So, um, yeah, I, uh, so I was like, I'm going to build this company called Webster piece. And I would just like in between classes, I would just like try to build the portfolio site, make it look as like legit as possible while being a 17 year old kid with no real clients other than his church. Um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, last six months of high school was literally just like figuring that out. And I remember like telling people and they're like, okay, guy, like you'll, 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 um, you're going to start a business and like sell websites. And like, there was a lot of skepticism around it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like, I mean, I, I, you know, one of the most, I've never said this story publicly, but at my, do you have project graduation? Is that a thing? Uh, Project graduation? Yeah. Describe it. It's so, maybe this is an Oklahoma thing because we're so messed up as 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 a society, but um (laughs) we uh i simultaneously i simultaneously hype the hell out of oklahoma city and like greatest city in the world and then i'm also like man we are so far gone as humans um so both of those can coexist let me let's set set the record straight Um, also this episode totally shoots myself in the foot if i ever wanted to run for governor or mayor because i just talked that so i can't do that it's Um, probably very relatable yeah, a lot of people yeah. probably feel the same way as you. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think it's oh, I know people do. I know people do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is both of those things at once. Anyways, project graduation. Yeah. Um, it's this thing that like immediately after graduation, they have graduations like 7 p.m. Um, in like in Norman, Oklahoma, and afterwards they require you to go to this overnight event, like from midnight to like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Because historically, I think like 20 years ago there was like a a lot of problems with people getting drunk after graduation, mm. like kids, and then they would die. They would drive. Um, and it was getting alarmingly high that I think they decided to have this event. And so in order to get your degree, like you, you, uh, or your, yeah, that's what they call it, right? In high school. Yeah. Like uh, your diploma. Diploma. That's what. Yeah. Um, in order to get your diploma, you had to go to this and they would do, it was like a lot of fun you know mm-hmm. they would bring in like people and they bring in food trucks and they would give away raffles and stuff and all this yeah. stuff but um the point of this is in the last six months of school i was like i need to get a real client and like they 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 had brought a magician to the school for really? like the final event or whatever and it was final event project graduation and so i remember like 
being at this event and like I had one of these crappy business cards in my hand. It was printed from staples, like the edges, like, you know, were dog-eared. It was so bad. But I was like, I'm going to work up the courage and I'm going to go up to this guy and be like, hey, if you ever need a website, like, let me know. I'm your guy or whatever. Um, and I bombed. I did so poorly. I went up to this guy and I was shaking my hands through sweating. It was so bad. Um, really? But it was such a cool experience because I was like, man, I did it. I did so poorly. I like, I re- this is how I like am. I like relive those things over and over. And so like immediately in the next hour, I was like, man, I messed that up. I messed that up. I messed that up. And, but like, that was the start. That was like the me going from i want this to be a thing to like i'm actually going to try to do this yeah. thing um he didn't end up ever hitting me up um but you know i i tried and uh that was that was the start of it honestly like that was me bombing was the way i i did it i i do that replaying in your head thing a yeah. lot too i feel like you and i are wired actually pretty similarly <laughs> uh from from our, the conversations we've had i feel like there's a lot more in in common yeah i i saw this um this video uh on instagram and it was this guy walking into his house closing the door and then going you're so weird why'd you say that why'd you have to say it like that <laughs> i do that i do that i do that quite a bit he's like saying um, that to himself and he's like oh my god why do you have to say it in that way like oh yeah one time <laughs> one time on a uh on a call with a prospect i like tried to make a joke and the joke bombed very badly um i i told i i said that the client looked like thomas middleditch from silicon valley and he did and it was not a well-received joke by any means um and does this after guy that, have any like features or like like yeah he looks yeah, just yeah. like thomas middle I mean, they, <laughs> they were twins um afterwards in a non-recorded setting i will show you the picture um <laughs> and uh I, I but afterwards I, like that day i was like oh my god why did i say that poor joke like <laughs> i need to just like not 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 try to be funny in these calls so i'm with you i'm i'm like that too yeah re-listening to my own episodes uh is is it takes a little bit of your soul a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm the same way with yeah, our, yeah. our pod. I can't listen to episodes ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Same with, same with the, even our talk. I actually would, I would I'll watch, I watched our talk actually just, just the Atlanta one, not the, I haven't watched that one with RR yet. Yeah. I, I'd be like, mm, I don't uh, like, I'll, I'll listen to everyone else's part, but like, <laughs> I'm going to speed through mine. I'll just make sure that I got the high level stuff and then cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was uh, talking to somebody about uh my podcast and um uh we started talking about um how I hope that uh having all of these episodes shows people that I am like uh I evolve over time because some Do you things think that's, that's not the case or people don't think that before pre-pod because I used to like be so worked up over if i said the wrong thing or if i explained something and i explained it wrong or like mm. I, I, was, I was like oh i have this cool fact and it was wrong 
and mm. I like <laughs> listen to it back. And I'm like, oh, mm. so like I just um, I'm sure there's like so much dumb shit that I've said in my life. <laughs> but oh, me too. Um, yeah, we're, we're all on. No one, no one. To your point earlier, no one has anything figured out. It is. Yeah, we're all we're all faking it till we make it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's. I was talk- talking to the person. I said um, uh, uh. Maybe if somebody listens to a bunch of episodes and they see me grow over time, it'll be kind of like a nice thing. It won't be like, oh, Emily um, messed up this fact, like in episode 20. (laughs) I see. see. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, in a very real sense, this podcast is a living, breathing evolution. Like episode Mm -hmm. one versus now, I'm sure is like wildly different and in many ways, in every way, probably better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it's probably gonna be cool, especially in like twenty years, thirty years, to be like to look back <laughs> on like an episode or whatever, and um, and be like how far I've come. Because I'm sure you think that now with maybe the seventeen year old version of you uh, in high school that had life planned out, and you're just like, yeah, I actually don't have this figured out now, and like. Not at all. Yeah, and that wasn't that long ago. Like I, I, I know how old you are, so like I know <laughs> I, I don't know if you're probably like that on this, but like no, yeah, that yeah. wasn't that long ago. Um, so, uh, I yeah, I think it'll be cool. Maybe in five mm. years. Yeah, even, even like uh, I feel like twenty-three-year-old me versus twenty-four-year-old me is yeah. very different. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. <laughs> I was talking with somebody, and they said, "Um, uh, nobody tells you uh how rough." 23 is <laughs> is it particularly rough because it's like um a lot of people 23 is like a year after graduation from from university um, and you're trying to like figure out your life mm, mm, i get that i think the yeah. year after graduation is for for me that was i think a, a, a slightly earlier because i wanted to get the hell out of school um, yeah but i very much so felt that um and i think it's i think it's a rite of passage you yeah. have a little you have a little bit of a, a dilemma to figure out and solve and yeah. yeah i get it when you um left high school to go to college um mm-hmm. what was that first like 48 hours like when you left home and you went to this new school were you living there I was living in Norman. I wasn't living on campus because I didn't want to mm. do dorm life, I think. Yeah. I have such a strong hatred for actual, like, it's so weird. Again, on the, on the spectrum of, like, two things can coexist. I love learning so much, and I hate school. Um, <laughs> I, like, learning is probably one of the best, like, I it gives me so much joy. But, yeah. like, school, and particularly college, I've always held this opinion. Again, this is... I keep going on podcasts and I keep shitting on college, which means I'm never going to be able to be a professor anywhere. Um, no, I don't so, think so. I don't think that's that's going to keep you. I from think doing so. That. I think so. I got I got uh, drinks with one of my my capstone professor a couple weeks ago, and yeah. I told him that, and he was like, mm, "Yeah, you you might you might want to dial it back if you ever want to be a professor." And I'm like, "Nah, I'm gonna keep going in because people need to know that edu- higher education is a scam." Um, <laughs> But, a lot of the time a lot of the time not all the time yeah. like yeah. but but the university of oklahoma for sure is just taking your money let me let's just like put that on the record <laughs> um 
I, the first 48 hours, it's like, you know, you move out of here, you move out of home. It's Norman is 45 minutes away from where I grew up. So it's not that far. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like a new place. I ended up living with two people I went to high school with. Um, and it was a cool experience. It's like freedom in a, yeah. in a way that I'd never experienced before. Um, but you know, I also, at the time I like, really, I don't have, uh, have you heard of the term Sunday scaries? Um, yeah. Yeah. At the, at the time I didn't, or now I don't have Sunday scaries, but like, I hated school so much that like every Sunday I'd be like, oh my God, I got to go do calc two again <laughs> or engineering physics or study the stress and strain of hydrocarbons. And I was just like, this is the worst. This can't mm -hmm. be my life. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I think like there was the sense of freedom of like, oh, cool. This is, I'm starting a new life. But then also like dread of mm -hmm. like, mm, I don't want to do this. And if I don't figure out my business, then I have to do this. This is the only way forward if I fail, which is a binary way of thinking. There's a million other options in between, but it's how I thought. So Well, that's all um, you knew, right? Those were exactly. your only options. True. True. Yeah. Um, it's why I respect actually anyone in like my community as like an Indian that like breaks out of the circle um, or breaks out of that, that path. And it's like, no, nah, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. Have you heard of the podcast, uh, Why You Know Doctor? No, it sounds like a <laughs> podcast my, my parents would really enjoy. It's a podcast where this guy exclusively um, uh, interviews uh, people from all the different parts of Asia um, and who are not doctors who are successful. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> like you know actors like yeah. creative yeah. people designers uh uh um kenny from 368 was on it that's oh, how wow. i found it yeah wow cool I, that's wild <laughs> have you um there's a guy named i think his name's johnny kim i think he's i don't i don't even want to guess like what uh race he is but uh he is asian and yeah. uh, that sounds korean the last name I think he is Korean. I, yeah. I just didn't, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, he is a literal astronaut. He is a Navy SEAL. He is a doctor <laughs> and he's something else. And wow. like, and it's crazy how many lives <laughs> he's currently living. And every, the joke in a lot of my circles is like, we're never going to be this guy. We're never going <laughs> to So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that guy, that guy is a badass. That guy is so cool. And even in my opinion, I'm like, wow, I want to be you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, some people are built different like that, I guess. I, I remember seeing that guy and I thought it was like fake. And then I found out he was like yeah, a real person. Yeah, yeah, he's a real <laughs> dude. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So um, I remember some, like a moment that was really important in my life was when I woke up at school in the dorm or for you, like where you were living with your friends. Um, and I realized like, oh my God, I'm not at home. I've been at home with my family for my whole life. And now uh, I'm someplace else and this is my new life and I just have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Did you, you have scared? that moment? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know what this life was going to be like. It was that top emotion. 
like what what would you what would you say you were feeling the most in that moment um probably really excited because mm. I got to meet all of these new people and have all these new experiences and live in a city where I didn't need a car so I could just walk anywhere I could walk to Chinatown I could walk to um I don't know Jersey if I wanted to and (laughs) (laughs) um and so I had a lot of independence but also um I also joined the crew team at that point and so every morning I would wake up with dread um because like oh my you didn't want to row well uh um it was very scary um Mm. and uh uh Every morning you'd be in a boat and you'd have eight people, their health in your hands because uh, you could run into a bridge and hurt your rowers mm. or you could mm. hit their oars um, on the bridge and the Is that oar common? would go. Oh, people, people hit bridges all the time. People hit um, uh, logs too, um, break wow. boats, boats that are like the cost of maybe a term of your school and like, Yeah. So yeah, I, huh. I would be, it was a lot of excitement, but also a lot of dread and a lot of um, nervousness. Those were wow. the top emotions. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's something. I've <laughs> I've never I've never seen that Oklahoma City. To I think I told you this when we were in Atlanta, but it's the home of Olympic rowing in the U.S. So really, uh huh, yeah. We're like we have the Oklahoma River, which is just straight. It's actually the the gym I go to and where I met that firefighter at. Um, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, it's a big, it's a very calm strait of water uh, or body of water. And so it gets used for tons of Olympic rowing um, and competitions and things like that. So every rowing school in OKC has a gym there uh, or a spot there. But um, yeah, that sounds like a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think um, for me, yeah, I think it was a sense of freedom, but like and independence, which I really value. Um, but I just didn't want to be there. I like, if it was up to me, I would be like back in OKC, back working on my business. Um, Mm -hmm. that's all I wanted to do. So I didn't look forward to, I'm not like a partier. Like I just, like I'm a, I keep to myself. Um, and I think that's like, I just didn't want to be, even when I switched majors, when I switched from engineering to finance, um, I still didn't want to be there, but that's the whole reason I switched to finance. So I didn't have to be there. Cause again, the university of Oklahoma will take your money and they don't give you anything in return. Let's be very clear. Um, <laughs> so again, I'm just digging a hole for myself here. One time they asked me to come back and be a judge for capstone for like presentations. And really? I went, but that was, that was after I graduated and before I went on air and I disparaged, them. uh, or 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 talked poorly about my experience there so yeah i um i don't know that the first year is very is is a weird one um sophomore year was the hardest for me because i mm. um i just a lot of like trying to figure out who you are um trying to afford groceries mm, um mm, mm. i yeah. i uh sophomore year i had a food business out of my really my apartment yeah what type of food are you baking are you buying and reselling give me the rundown uh it was myself and one other person and we were making dinners for a whole bunch of rowers um and so they would venmo me 20 bucks 
for the week and then okay. i would make them we would make meals um for the rowers and it paid for my groceries for like myself and this other person we paid for our groceries for about nine months or so wow that's amazing <laughs> okay what is what is on the lineup what is the emily giordano special oh it was a lot of chicken and rice a lot okay. of like athlete cool. food cool. yeah yeah of course you gotta have your protein <laughs> carbs um like i think some like slow roast a lot of ground beef and stuff yeah mm. Mm. A lot of just like sustenance food. <laughs> I, I'm sure they love it. <laughs> we would uh, pack them up in uh, to-go boxes, and then every night, all of these um, uh, like athletes would just come by and kind of like in a drive-by, uh-huh. give them their <laughs> their Tupperware. And what, then is, they would what, go. Is, what does twenty dollars get you? Is that one like thing, or is it two? Or I what? think like, it was um, twenty bucks was uh, six meals a week. Wow, that's a generous. <laughs> wow, we'll call students for getting a lot for twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it it, uh, it paid for my groceries and stuff. But yeah, um, it's uh, I learned so much about like taking care of yourself and paying for stuff and wow. finessing the system. <laughs> You're very resourceful. I respect that. Yeah, and then so, what year did you change your major? My third year of school. So I, I went, I went through, yeah. Engineering for a long time. Um, yeah. and then I like, I, I did petroleum engineering, I think for the first year or two. And then I switched to industrial engineering cause I heard it was going to be slightly easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, um, but it was still like, you still got to do calc physics and then your other like supplementary engineering classes. Yeah. Um, and like in this whole time period, I'm like, I'm doing all these, all, all these classes and I'm still building Webster piece. Um, and so in between classes or in the evenings or whenever I could really, I would just hunt for clients, try to build things, email people, whatever I could do to build the business. Cause again, if I didn't figure this out after four years, I would have to continue on as an, as an engineer. And, I, and maybe the binary attitude helped me like accelerate, but mm-hmm. um, I, was just like, I got to figure it out. So my, my third year though, like I was actually really miserable in like the first three years. Of I imagine. Yeah. Cause it was just like, not, I was like, like I said, and I, I told you this in Atlanta, I think, but like, uh, this can't be my life. Like I just can't sit at a desk eight hours a day doing something I hate. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember going to my parents and being like, I've, like, please, for the love of God, like, let me switch because I didn't want to disappoint them. And they were not happy with my decision. In fact, they said no at first because uh, I was like, well, let me just be a finance major. And they were like, no, nah, you're never going to get a job. Like, it's just not going to work out, any of that stuff. Um, and I was just like, I was like really sad. I was like, this is, again, this can't be my life. And then eventually, I think we had another conversation. They were like, all right, but like, you got to figure this out. Like, you can't. Like you gotta get a job, all this stuff. Um, and I was like, all right, cool, yeah. If it comes to that, like I'll get a job. But like I switched because I knew, um, the Price School of Business does not teach you much, and you don't really have to show up all that much if you, uh, like you can be like it's the Price School of Business. Uh, actually, no, I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna go that far. I'm gonna stop that thought. That one will probably get me in some trouble. Um, the Price School of Business 
it, the classes I had were generally pretty easy. And so you could yeah. get away with not showing up to class. So that's what I did. I would just like go to bo- go to OKC and I had a lot of small business clients at the time. And so I would just go meet up with them and talk about site, things like that. Um, and that was great. That was a, I'm so glad I did that. And so I am, I have a degree in finance. I probably mm-hmm. have like half a semester left if I want to be an engineer. I could probably go back and do those <laughs> classes, but uh, I would be a, you should not trust me around any sort of engineering. People are in danger if I'm your <laughs> engineer. Um, and um, yeah, so I switched in my third year and best decision I made. I'm so glad I had that conversation. What is it like to live a kind of a double life? In which sense? Well, like you had your school life and kind of like, I'm sure that's what you would talk about with your parents and be like, this is what's going on. And then you had a whole different life with your clients and this, what you knew you actually wanted to do. Yeah. That was really, that's a great question. Cause I'm thinking about like two things. One, I remember getting through, like, even when I was at business school, I never told anyone what I was doing. I was just like, I wanted to get in and out. I was like, Mm -hmm. I will be here for what I need to be. And then like, um, I've got to get out of here and go work on the business. And like, there was this in my, in my final year, in my final semester, actually, like I would always like during class, I would work on Webster piece stuff. And, and like, it's like one of those, it's not like desks. It's like a row of seating that like curves around like a lecture hall. And so like people in my group would like, I guess they would look at what I was doing, but then no one ever asked me what I was doing. And at the, at like the last, like, three classes or something something like that someone was like what are you gonna do because i everyone else had an internship and i was like no i don't want an internship <laughs> so they were like In what finance? is this guy do yeah 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 okay. uh, I, they were just like you where are you where are you getting your internship at phillips 66 or chesapeake or a bank and i was like no i'm not doing an internship and but i would just leave it at that because i didn't want to talk about it um and then like in the final like three classes or whatever someone was like what are you like doing and I told them and they were just like wow you just like never talk about that and I was like yeah I I just like I didn't want to explain myself I spent like Mm -hmm. the first four years of my life I feel like explaining to myself explaining myself to people that wanted me to be like or like like, why aren't you doing this whole doctoral or engineer thing and I didn't want to do that again on the other side of like what are you building why aren't you doing an internship and so Mm -hmm. um yeah there's that aspect of it which was weird um and then there was the other aspect of it where like i as people heard at the beginning of this and like very like at this point it's fine i can talk about my age but like i still have so much fear around it because i like i had a bad experience when i first started webster piece of like some guy who still lives in okc owns a business i know exactly who he is (laughs) Um, and he, he came into a meeting one day and he ripped me a new one in front of a client (gasps) for his own ego. Um, and, uh, he was was very, yeah, yeah. He was like, you'll get there one day, but like, you'll, you'll figure it out. Like, you'll get to where I am. I'm a full stack developer at, uh, I I can't say the name because then I will get (laughs) Oklahoma city is a very small place. Um, and XYZ was, company. <laughs> XYZ company that I'm sure you know of. It's a national company. Um, okay. 
And um, uh, ever since then, I just like, I, the first four years of school that I was also running web series, I would overcompensate like crazy. So people wouldn't ever find out how old I was, that I was in school. I would remove college from my LinkedIn. I would remove high school from my LinkedIn um, just so no one could call me out as being like a young, cause like what ended up happening in this first experience is like the client was like, oh, you got to charge me a student right now. So instead of $75 an hour that I'm paying, I need to be paying 25. And it was like, that was like a very like weird experience. So I was like, I was determined to never make it happen again. And so I would show up to meetings wearing a full suit. I was like, no other person in the agency world did that. In the <laughs> no one does that now. It's an insane yeah. thing to do. But I was like, I can't have you thinking that I am a kid because yeah. I can't go through that experience again. And so like in a very real sense, I was living a double life on the client side too. Um, and it was, it was hard. It honestly felt like I was living. I've never really thought about that until now, but uh, these are phenomenal questions, by the way. They're very, I feel very <laughs> introspective at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's weird. And like, I'm glad I don't have to live it now per se. Yeah. I'm still secretive about how old I am, but um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think it's, um, I'm glad that era of my life is over. But I'm also very thankful for it because it did make me who I am. Um, and it did teach me about keeping it together um, and polish and uh, in a way, like giving myself confidence that I did not have before just through like, I was like, I have to figure this out. So like, I have to be confident in what I do. Um, but yeah. It's interesting. There's like uh, binaries of like yeah i think that's been the subject of therapy for like the last two years me <laughs> thinking the gray instead of black and white so yeah uh i i always think in binaries but see i just did it i said <laughs> uh yeah. it's okay it's just how your brain naturally yeah, works. yeah 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 i'm trying to go the other direction that's yeah. the goal for 2023 and that's the work ahead of me for every year for the rest of my life just try to go more towards the gray um and it's uh, worth it's it's honestly been super worthwhile like the times like thinking in black and white is not beneficial for anyone mm -hmm. uh, so yeah you know the thing that you said about um dr lawyer engineer um uh i was talking with uh demetrius um from greece he's a, a yeah he's a dentist right yeah or an, yeah yeah yeah. Uh -huh. yeah he's a dentist and um uh he said that growing up he didn't really know that there were other jobs like he knew doctor wow. lawyer engineer he knew dentist because his dad was a dentist and he knew uh -huh. um uh like the the gyro guy <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that's what you know that's your life yeah. that's like what you're wow i really get that uh, he said he he went to a, a city one time and he found out like this one job he thought was like amazing that it like this job existed like the person that comes up to you at the theater and seats you the usher he's like that's a job <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that so much yeah he he always loved um uh anything digital like making mm. movies with his friends, doing graphic design stuff, making websites before like Weebly was even a thing. <laughs> and he uh, he just never, ever thought that that could be a career. I, I get it. When it's <laughs> like, when that's your worldview and like, you just are like this, these are the only things that exist. It's yeah. really weird 
to think outside of it. You know, I actually, um, I had to, or I was in a wedding this weekend. And so I had to give mm-hmm. a speech. Um, and like the, the, the person whose wedding it was, was my college roommate. And we both started as engineers. He was a civil engineer. I was petroleum. And after like three years or no, no, no maybe sooner than that, a, a year, a year and a half, he was just like, you know what? F it. I'm going to be a teacher. I like, I, I don't care. like if in Oklahoma, becoming a teacher is a bold move. We do not. We're 49 out of 15 education, which again, I'm not selling Oklahoma <laughs> very well on this podcast, but I promise you if, you come, if you come, I will show you the best parts of OKC. Just don't raise your kids here. Cause it's a very bad place to do that. Um, <laughs> um, but he decided he was just like, I'm, I really like working with kids. I really love history. And he just exited the rat race that everyone I know is a part of. And I had so much respect for that because I was still an engineer at the time that I, uh, that he did that. And he was just like, yeah, like my parents are kind of pissed, but like, I'm just going to do what's best for me. And that's Mm -hmm. just so, it's like, so you don't know that you have a very limited worldview, um, in, in the culture. Um, and I actually made that comment the doctoral engineer thing during my speech and it, i made it as a joke and it bombed so clearly i'm making questionable jokes um when i give speeches but i have no regrets because some people that came up to me after were like yeah that joke was actually hilarious I, and i was like but they were like i think it hit a sore spot for some people uh, and, and i was like yeah i get that it was a pretty it was a pretty deep cut uh that i probably shouldn't have said but i have no regrets or like uh, I wanted to laugh, but I was next to my dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they were like the person that I was talking to that the after party was like, uh, they were like, you probably like uh, with his parents. They were like, he, he probably made the parents think like, oh, my boy could have been an engineer. Like, I reminded uh. them. Uh, but no, nah, he's like he's super dope in that regard because he yeah. uh, he. Like I said, he and I, I said that in the speech. He like exited the rat race. He does so yeah, I'm gonna do exactly what I want to do with my life. And that's an amazing thing for any anyone to have. Um, you're breaking that this very limited worldview that you're so used to and you're venturing out into new territory. I think the thing that's interesting, like the way that you talked about it, was um not telling anybody about it. Mm. That sounds very lonely. Yeah. It was because also like I, the people in my life from that period of time, Mm -hmm. it won. They're very few that are still like in my like inner circle, like of people, but the people, the people that are still around are the ones that were like, yeah, you can do it. Like I've got full confidence in you. Cause like the, the, and I'm, it's, this is kind of like, (laughs) I would like to break this, this uh, viewpoint of mine or this way I operate, but like I, I am at my best performance when I have a chip on my shoulder Mm. and I had a lot to have my, like, there were a lot of people that were just like, all right, guy, like, you're not going to figure this out. Or like, Oh, is that little web thing still going? Like, are you still doing that? Um, Little web thing. Yeah. And it was a little web thing at the time. I can't blame them, but it was so condescending. And I like, I even remember like someone uh, should be careful about how I describe this person in case they listen. Um, someone very close to me 
uh, still very close to me today. Um, they said like, Oh, when are you going to, it was like my final year of college. And they're like, when are you going to get a real job? And I was just like, mm. Oh, that stings. Um, and I think I answered it pretty like normally. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I'll, I'll look into it. Maybe I'll do an internship or whatever. I think I just like lied or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Um, but it was like very much so like, uh, you're kind of on your own until you figure this out. And now it's different because people are like, oh, you, you did it. You got, you got the company and you have employees and you, you sold a thing and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, those were a rough four years of mm-hmm. like, it's like, you gotta, you just gotta figure it out. Um, and like I said, the people in my circle today that are like legit, like on my close friend story or something like that, um, on Instagram are like the people that like really like rocked with me from the beginning. And like mm-hmm. some, some of those people gave me a shot early on. Um, and I have like a debt, a lifetime of gratitude that I owe them. Um, and cause like there's few and far between and that's just kind of the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. I have somebody like that where I feel like so emotionally bonded to this person Yeah, because they were telling me that they were proud of me and they, they believed in me and they thought I would be okay when other people were not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get that. I I feel that way about like um, my high school principal. I, I didn't have like, a lot of people have like stories about really shitty teachers, which like sucks mm-hmm. where they're just like, you'll never amount to anything. I didn't have that. Like I didn't have like a yeah. weird, like no one, no one, because I was a good student. Um, yeah. But I had one teacher that then became my principal. Like I had him like four different years in different contexts. Um, first in middle school, then in high school, then as a high school principal, and then I think it's something else. And that guy believed in me before anyone else did, before I even had a business. He was like, yeah, you're, you've got something. And he would always just invite me to like be on committees or things like that when like no one else got those opportunities. And he would just tap me for things. And it made me feel like, oh, maybe I've got something and I'm on the right path. And like, someone believes in me. Um, and to this day, like I, I text him a few times a year now. I'm just like, Hey, how are you? Like, how's your family? How's life? Mm-hmm. And it's just great. Like talking to him. Cause I'm like, man, like you, I like, I owe that guy a lifetime of gratitude as well. Um, and cause that, I think especially in these like early years where you're just figuring it out. I can't believe we asked 18 year olds to figure out their entire life. Like (laughs) so early on, what a crazy thing to do. Your brain isn't developed. No, not (laughs) at all. And, and we asked them to like make major life decisions and lock in immediately. And like, it's a weird period of life. It's a big transitionary point. And so to have people in your corner is, uh, critical and like those people that are there like i want to make sure those people are there for the rest of my entire life like how do i nurture that relationship as much as possible and how do i i'm not very good at it right now but like how do i do that for someone else in the future um Mm -hmm. so that's the goal um and yeah i had a weird uh experience like you were saying um uh people telling you that you need to make these life decisions otherwise you're not gonna be able to take care of yourself and like all this kind of stuff um uh when i was deciding between schools um when i was 18 Mm -hmm. i had two options one was drexel 
um, mm-hmm. and the other one was the University of Cincinnati because um, mm-hmm. they had a really good design program. And I was on a walk with a family member, and uh, <laughs> they said, Emily, I really think you should go to Drexel. And I'm like, oh, but Cincinnati is ranked higher, and I'm waitlisted there. Like, maybe I just wait a little bit longer. Maybe they'll let me mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And um, the family member said, uh, Emily, like, you got to think about who you're going to marry because I, I remember you told me this yes oh yes. i told you this oh okay so. yeah I no, just, no I, but continue because i if, yeah. no i want to i want to hear it again <laughs> yeah it, um who you're gonna marry because huh. um uh it if you go to the school that has more engineers mm-hmm. then um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i remember yeah like i know you're not going to be able to take care of yourself doing this design artsy stuff so mm-hmm. i'm just looking out for your future and you gotta go to a school where there's better marriage prospects what was your initial reaction? Like, how did you respond? Just confusion. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> so <laughs> mine was like a, a crazy weird thing to say, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like one, take it back a notch, <laughs> dial it back. It's not that serious. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like go go home, grandma. Like, we'll figure this out. <laughs> uh but too i mean that's just that's wild <laughs> wow and i i had other family members that would come up to me like everybody cared about this so much i'm not even like from a super religious family or whatever but they were coming up to me like emily like the two most important things you're gonna take from college are a first job and a spouse <laughs> wow. wow and i graduated with a job and no spouse 50 <laughs> percent of what the expectations were <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uh, that's a very binary way of thinking as well like you have to do that um yeah that's a uh that's an interesting point of view it's also probably it's the you know it's probably the point of view that the worldview that they're used to that's the world they operated in they're just of the assumption that like uh this is where like i'm like I disagree with my parents a lot on many things, but I'm like, this is the world that like you understood and mm. you're just trying to like figure out how to make me as successful with as low risk as possible. And for you as an immigrant, the way out, the way to success that's safest is doctor, lawyer, engineer. So mm. I get why you do think this way, but like, that's not the way things operate anymore. To, again, two things can be true. Like, I I respect your viewpoint and why you have it, but also I'm not doing that. <laughs> and there's no way like over like yeah, I I get it. I remember you saying something like um uh even to this day the only thing my parents care about is life insurance. <laughs> <laughs> not not life insurance, health insurance. Health, health insurance. insurance, health insurance. Life insurance yeah. as we said before this my life insurance company is not very happy with me right now <laughs> and I'm uh hopefully i will have life insurance next week still but i don't think they're very thrilled with the risk level i have on my life at the moment um yeah. uh yes yeah mm-hmm. that's exactly that's exactly their big thing is do i have health insurance which i do yeah. have health insurance so uh there you go I, yeah i know we, we're <laughs> killing it out here that's that's what matters the most yeah um ba- back to to college there's a thing that you said um uh about like going through all of this like by yourself um and um i don't know i i wanted to talk a bit more about that because i i went through uh recently going through like a bunch of issues by myself not talking to anybody about it 
and then somebody uh that cared about me a lot they kind of sat me down and they're like what is going on mm. like are you okay how, how did they how did they know if I um ask on air or yeah else? so um so i i did an episode about this but um uh when i was 23 i almost uh married somebody because i felt like i was responsible them for them for mm. a um uh just them staying in the country and everything mm-hmm. um and so that's a lot of pressure to put on mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. kid pretty much totally. like when you're 22 21 23 like that's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure thinking that like if this person um uh gets something doesn't work out with their documentation they have to go home mm-hmm. you feel like you ruin somebody's life mm-hmm. um and then you think oh is your own personal happiness uh, more important than someone else's success in life like are you so selfish that you're going to um do that um and so yeah I didn't want to talk to anybody about it because I knew everybody was going to say like Emily what's wrong with you like no sure Sure. yeah (laughs) but I I felt so alone so I didn't talk to anybody about it for for years um and uh I I sat in my aunt's car and um I just we were in Long Island and I just started crying. She's like, mm-hmm. what is going on with you? We were supposed to go to a, a party and we did not go to that party. <laughs> I was just sitting in her car and she was like, you don't owe your life to, to anybody. Yeah. And so like when it comes to um, uh, taking care of somebody else or living a career that somebody else decided that you mm-hmm. need to do, um, just the whole idea of like you don't owe your life to anybody was yeah. like a novel concept to me at that age totally. yeah. it's weird because it I, I i really get the point of view and like i'm in in similar but different regards of like it to me i'm like oh i gotta put other people first and like it feels selfish to do otherwise and like oh what like what would this say about me if i didn't do that thing and so i really deeply understand the point of view but it's a very not helpful or true point of view like we we can't um my therapist actually said this last week. She said, this is exactly why in airplanes, when they're talking about the safety video, it says put on your own oxygen mask before helping anyone else. Um, It's like, you can't, you can't like save anyone else and you're not responsible. Like you've got to take care of yourself first, first and foremost. And then you can, if there's stuff that you can help with, then you can help. Or like if you have the space and energy for it, but like, yeah, that's really hard. And I think the way, the, the 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 hard thing is like, if you did, or if anyone did go forward with that, so it's like in same the community of like, you become a doctor, but like you don't want to be it. Mm-hmm. You just like build resentment, which is mm-hmm. uh, also an unhealthy place to be. Um, and nothing is productive. And so I like, really deeply get it. And shout out to people that can tell that um and and be like hey you good um that's a beautiful like place to be in person to have um that can like just be like yeah let me just check in um and yeah but i mean i get it it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing we're not built to do things solo like that's just like not how humanity works back to when we were cavemen or whatever like we exist in community with others um but i deeply understand and empathize uh the 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 uh a lot of times we avoid 
seeking opinions from other people because we know what we need to do and we don't want someone else to tell us that as well because it affirms and validates what we know we, we need to do. Mm-hmm. And so I get it. There's also the fear that um, this person, you're going to go up to them and tell them, like, I don't know, that you're unhappy or having doubts about being in this major or something like that. And I don't know what I, I didn't want to talk to anybody because I felt like they would never forget the fact that I was unsure mm-hmm. and that they would always yeah. bring it up and never let me move on because I wasn't a hundred percent sure if I was going to be unsure forever. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like talking to anybody solidified one way or the other. Yeah. I really so get that, that one too. Yeah. You felt that way? Yeah, I feel that way now. I have this high yeah. degree of people. I need people that see me as competent and I can't have them think of me as like like wishy-washy on any decision because like I need I need to uh I've been thinking about writing about this, but like I need to, I'm so involved in this concept of appearing like I have everything figured out that like <laughs> I forget to pause and like, what do I actually like want? Like ask myself the meaningful questions. And yeah. it's just like a big thing. It's like, I just need to, I need to appear co- uh, competent and I don't want people to question me and uh, question my decisions. And uh, I think that's, I, I, I really understand that, that point of view as well. And the last thing about that, um, like if you didn't talk to to anybody really about what you were going through and um the only people that you would talk about conversations, like career conversations, are the people that want you to do a different career. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, like, isolating. Like, I, I didn't talk to anybody about what I was going through. The only person I was talking to about it was the person who wanted me to go forward with that that decision. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very isolating, and it, it makes you feel like there's only one way to do this. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, for me, my situation was a lot less stressful than yours uh it's stressful it was stressful in a different regard because like the way i can like the way i got out of the mindset was i had youtube videos that talked about a lot of this stuff of like you know i was i was and am a big this is a controversial take gary vaynerchuk fan which i don't know if you know who that is but yeah okay well a lot of people are like okay i don't know about you guy um but that guy changed my perspective on everything. He got me out. I would like wake up my second year of college and like every day I would like go to the gym and then I would watch a Gary Vee video on like the back of my car. And like, um, it would be this, like, I would get this perspective that I didn't get before because again, (laughs) not selling Oklahoma well, but like Oklahoma doesn't have like a bunch of entrepreneurs or people Mm. pushing the limits of things. Um, it's not a San Francisco, LA, New York in that regard. And so, Mm I don't have those people around me that are like, yeah, entrepreneurship is a viable path forward. Um, I had a couple people like my homie, Nick ran a company here and he was one of the first people to take a a shot on me. Um, And I, I owe him a lot as well. But uh, I think the, the reason I say it was less stressful or it was easier for me to get out of it is because like I had that stuff to lean on, but in your situation, it's, it's not something you can just t- Google or like type in on, on like, YouTube <laughs> and like get a resource. That's a very contextual, heavy, complex conversation that yeah. like, I'm sure other people in the world, multiple people have gone through something similar, but like getting that into one 
place and like that you can like read and connect with people about and have community about that that's hard um so yeah i get it i get all of it um and but look at where you are now (laughs) you're you're crushing chilling (laughs) yeah you're doing a great job thank you yeah it was um uh that that person that I bonded to that believed in me when when nobody else did um mm-hmm. I I saw him at WebfoConf and um oh cool yeah and um uh right when I was leaving um on the the last day I had all my stuff and I was going to go to the airport I was leaving the Rayloom um uh mm-hmm. get together and mm-hmm. um uh he like put his hands on my shoulders and because like that little context um i had been like planning all of these things and webflow conf was like the last real thing on my schedule um amidst all of the interviews for jobs and stuff like that so i was a little bit like oh this is the only this is the last thing i have on my schedule like i don't know what my life is going to be like after this a little Mm -hmm. nervous like everything's really uncertain up in the air um and he came up to me and he put his hands on my shoulders and he said i'm so proud of you Mm, and i went back to the airport and just started crying (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 that's really meaningful it's very in my opinion it's hard to come by people like that especially when you're just like going through it um and so my pov is keep those people around as close as possible hold on real tight and don't let them go um and yeah i'm lucky to have people like that in my life as well and it's been my saving grace um and yeah um i get it um i didn't really realize how important friends were until um i started actually like (laughs) uh doing the podcast and stuff like that and really Really? connecting with people yeah like i don't know i um uh growing up uh there was like this joke they were like oh emily doesn't have friends um (laughs) because i was like kind of introverted and so it became like a thing of like oh wow like i don't know am i capable of this like i don't know (laughs) and so i started meeting people from the podcast and like really connecting with them doing these like two-hour hangouts um (laughs) and uh, there's there's this phrase like uh blood is thicker than water um (laughs) do you know about that one yeah i don't know that i agree with it but uh sure in like scientific terms yeah it is true do you know that that's not the phrase no what's yeah. the phrase so um the phrase is uh the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb like your oh. chosen relationships and your um the friendships that you have um that mean a lot to you emotionally through friendship um are like can be stronger than the family that you were born into not wow. making any comments of like my, my family or anything sure, like sure, that sure. Same, yeah same. but but like I it's really interesting that um I don't know uh the the friends that are there for you um are w- way more important than, than what you might think. Yeah. Yeah. Critical in my yeah. opinion. Because the way you see yourself or the way I see myself in a period in which it's very turbulent or very uh stressful or whatever, it's helpful to have someone that's like, yeah, that's not true like you 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 you're like you're doing better than you think um and that's critical i mean it was super important for me the last two years for for to have a great friend group that was just like yeah like that is a cognitive distortion right there and like call me out on it and it's so important 
Yeah. So you graduate mm-hmm. finance. Mm-hmm. What what was next for you? Next was so I was doing decent income actually at that point because mm-hmm. I'd switched. I like it was enough for a full time job. It wasn't mm-hmm. like I wasn't like crushing it, crushing it, but like it was more than I would have made as a finance grad. Um, okay. And uh, did not have health insurance, at least not like individually because I was self-employed, but I had it through my parents. And yeah. um, I, at that point it was like, okay, now I need to make this as legitimate as possible. And because that question of like, when are you going to get a real job was very close to graduation. And I was like, oh, people still don't think I have a job. They remote work was pretty new. Uh, it wasn't new, but like it wasn't common. Um, yeah. And so working from home was like, it, does this person have a real job? Um, and so I just did, I'm a big cold email guy. And so I would just like cold email people that I wanted to work with. And I'd be like, hey, let's like, figure, I would have some, like a strategy behind it. And uh, I, one of the cold emails was to Chance the Rapper uh, and his team. And because I was a big Chance the Rapper fan at the time. And I was like, I really want to work with you guys. Like the way I did it is like I made a bunch of Snapchat geo filters when they were brand new. Um, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> and they were so bad. And I would just like, but I, I cold emailed his manager, Pat, and I, at the time. And um, I was just like, hey, I did this. Like, I'm just this dude from OKC. I'd love to work together. I'm going to keep sending you emails every day with how these Snapchat filters perform because I put them <laughs> at every arena on yeah. the tour. And I wanted to just keep the conversation open. And um, after like a few conversations, actually after only two emails, he like emailed me back and he's like, what's your story? This is super dope. <laughs> like, and I was like, I like said my piece or whatever. And he was like, let's find some ways to work together. And he like CC'd the whole team. And so I actually ended up doing, I never got paid for it, um, but I ended up doing the Snapchat filters for the rest of the tour. I think it cost wow. me like a thousand dollars total, which was like, all right, grand scheme and things like not that bad. Um, yeah. And it kept me connected. But then um, that experience like got me some traction with the team, but then like it fizzled out at the end of tour. And I was like, shit, I didn't figure out a way to capitalize on this. I didn't mm. figure out a way to make it into a real thing. And so um at the time I was like trying to figure out how I kept this going. And then like one day his manager posted on Instagram and was like, I need someone to build a Squarespace site and for my wine brand. And I was like, yo, that's me. I was like, I, I am not a Snapchat filter guy. I'm the web guy. Like that's what I want to do. And I was building sites on Squarespace at the time. I had graduated from Weebly to Squarespace during college. And um, he was like, Oh, dope. Like, okay, let's figure out a way to work together. So like I did the winery website, uh, we've built it multiple times now. It was first on Squarespace, then on Webflow, then on Webflow plus Foxycart, then on Shopify. Um, Interesting. And um, during this period, Chance was working on his newest album, his latest album. And he had a deal with Squarespace's corporate office. Um, and they were working on the new chancewraps.com. And I... I got tapped to do well. So I got a call one day from Chance's team and was like, Hey, can you be the, like, we don't, we need like a tech person on our side. 
to work with Squarespace's corporate team and like make sure that like everything we need is getting fulfilled and like that we're, you know, no one's giving us a runaround, all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, I would love to do that because I was like, this is all I want to do. I wanted to do web. I have a tweet that says I will work with Chancellor Opera someday, somehow in like 2016. Um, yeah. And um, so I did, uh, I actually was like the, the liaison between Squarespace's corporate office and then uh, Chance. And so I would like get on the calls, creator directors, I would, uh, Chance would get things from Squarespace and he would give his opinions on it. And they, sometimes they wouldn't come back with the, what he wanted. And so me and my buddy, Ben Parker, who's the big shot now at Webflow, strategic technical architect lives here in Oklahoma. Um, we would build like the concepts that Chance wanted in Webflow and we would export the code and we would give it to Squarespace. <laughs> And we were just like, this, this is what chance wants. This is, yeah. and then they would, they would, they wouldn't use the code because it came from Webflow. And so they would re, <laughs> they would rebuild it themselves. And um, yeah, so we went on to build chance for apps and then we built a web app for chance as well. And then I did all of chances like e-commerce operations, like anything digital related. And so that was like the moment where like, I went from like small business sites to like, yeah. oh, this guy actually knows what he's doing at a larger scale. And it gave me like the clout I needed yeah. to like actually get on a stage with like real clients and like move beyond the $1,500, $2,000 sites on Squarespace, um, which were great at the time, but I was like, I need to like go bigger. Um, but that was like a really important experience. It was right out of college. And it was great. It was like time in my life. I felt like I, uh, I, I just felt like it was like, that was actually the, the first time I ever went to a club was with chance. And so wow. um, <laughs> it was top. Like, I was like, Oh, this is great. This is literally what I want at 20. I was 21 at the time. Yeah. Uh, um, and I was like this, I, I remember like, we had to show our IDs to get in. And I was like, man, if this was just a few months earlier, I would have been screwed. Um, yeah. And, but I was like having this like great experience in my twenties. And like, I was like, it was, it was cool. They flew me out and it was like an amazing portfolio pieces. We still use it today to like talk about projects um, and like talk about our clients. Um, and so that put me on the map a little bit more. And then like, I was like, you know what? So like I found, Webflow through Ben Parker, actually. I found Ben Parker on Twitter. I was like, yo, you live in Oklahoma and you work on the web and you don't seem like an asshole, which is kind of strange. Oklahomans are really- Venn diagram? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oklahomans are actually really lovely people. They're some of my favorite people in the whole world. Yeah. For some reason, Oklahomans in the agency scene are like not great people, in my opinion. Well, the uh, guy from XYZ Company was- yeah yeah exactly he <laughs> was from the agency scene as well previously um and i was like you seem like a cool dude let's like hang out one day and so we went to this coffee shop and like he was like i just started at this company called webflow um like can or he was like you should check it out and i was like wow this is the future of tech um and yeah. and web and so he was the one who put me on then we did the chance stuff and then i was like you know what i gotta double down on being the like a top webflow user um and so i became a forum moderator i still have mod powers actually i yeah. haven't been on i haven't been on the mod there the forum in a long time but um they still have not stripped me of that and uh <laughs> i was just like if they yeah, did that i mean 
they have a requirement. There's a, yeah. a requirement for you to like how much time and how many like tickets you have to answer or whatever to keep your mod status because you get like comped webflow yeah. access. Um, and um, so I did that. And honestly, it's like to this day, it's probably one of the most fun things I got to do. I like we're about to require it at AB20. Like every dev is going to have to spend some time in the forums answering questions because I think it's good for the community, but also uh, there I learned so much. I went 10x on my level knowledge by helping other people troubleshoot their stuff or like that's how I learned to code, honestly, like mm-hmm. helping people just try to like write JavaScript, figure out where to put it, you know, in the before body or the head or whatever. Um, so I did that. And then I was like, okay, this is like getting some traction, getting some traction, getting some traction. And because the first four years, like I was, like I said, I was doing okay, but it was felt like a slog. And I was like, I gotta figure out how to like make this pop. And then uh, one day, uh, I saw a tweet. So my current business partner is this guy named Andrew Wilkinson. He owns a company called Tiny Capital, um, which is this like one billion dollar holding company in Victoria, Canada. And he tweeted one day and I was like a big fan of his because he has this big agency called Metal Lab that like I really deeply admired. And like he also owns Dribble and Creative Market and all these other companies. Um, and I had, he's the only person I had tweet notifications on for. And <laughs> uh, one day I was like in the airport and he tweeted and he was like, hey, um, I need someone, a Webflow e-commerce expert. This is the month that Webflow e-commerce came out. Um, wow. But a Webflow e-commerce expert to do a simple one to two page site uh anyone want to do it and i immediately responded and i was like that's me i'm a forum mod i just did all the chances e-commerce like i'm your guy um and we did the whole deal over twitter dms and i think he paid me like fifteen hundred two thousand dollars or something like that and i was like great whatever i'll do whatever <laughs> i can to work with you. um and we actually had a really great time working together. And so someone from Metalab did the design. It was for the site. Uh, some people in the Webflow community know it because I think it got some traction at the time it launched, but it's called Berkshire Nerds. It was okay. bronze busts of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. And, yes. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so I was the dev on that. And it was so early to Webflow e-commerce that even now I haven't updated yeah. the code. Like, but the buy now button in Webflow e-commerce didn't exist. So I wrote JavaScript to quickly add to cart and then direct the user to the cart page to look like you had clicked a buy now button or whatever. Wow. Um, and so that code's still inside if anyone wants to grab it. There's no point anymore because Webflow has a buy now button. But um, yeah, so he, Andrew, messaged me. He was like, hey, I, I really like working together. He's like, I'm starting this company called 8020. Do you want to work here? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Um, because I was like, I'm already doing my own thing. Why would I give it up and yeah. like, be a junior designer? Um, Cause like I've got traction now I've got clout um, and, and some substance. Um, and, I, and he was like, okay, well like think about it. And like, maybe in the interim you contract for us. And so that was actually how it went down. Like Webster's contract was a contractor of 8020 for a while. Yeah. Um, and so we did projects together um and then uh max the ceo of 8020 at the time uh decided to step down uh because he had just had a kid and he wanted to be with his family um and he i remember within like two minutes of each other i got an email from max and then i got a dm from andrew 
and it was like it, it, Max's DM was so lovely, or Max's email was so lovely. It was so nice, all this stuff. The thing about Andrew is Andrew doesn't waste time on niceties. He's just he doesn't say hi or hello or how are you or hope you're well. He's just like the 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 DM said, uh, "Can I buy your company?" Uh, loved working with you, and and do you want to take over eighty twenty? And um, what that was that was, like when you checked your phone? It was crazy because I was like, "This is the guy I've looked up to for so long." Uh, I was so hyped because I was like, again, I have this like intense desire for people to see me as competent, yeah. and it stemmed it's many years back. And so I'm like, yo, the one person that like I really want yeah. to like the to work with or respect from or whatever um just was like yeah let's do it let's let's work together and so um i was on cloud nine i was super hyped and who did you call by the way um that's a great question like who did you tell when you got that message um immediately my friend hobbs who is he is a we just had a very long conversation about this the other day. Um, anytime I do something, he's the guy that I can go to to poke holes and where it might fall short or what the problems might be. Good and friend. so, yeah, he's like, he's not a yes man. Um, and so I remember going with him to actually the Oklahoma River or the, the rowing area is like, this is like, that's like my spot. I'm there every night. I'm going there after this. Um, and um, we went for a walk with my dog and, I just like talked him through it. I was like, this is kind of where I'm at. I don't know about this because like I'm going from being a 100% owner to not a 100% owner. And like, that's kind of terrifying. And like, I have, I'll have a board of directors and I'll have investors to answer to. And uh, I don't know (laughs) if this is the right move. Um, So he like, he poked a lot of holes. He's in, in a, this is what I like hope to be for other people. Uh, and I hope I am for other people, but like, I never want to, unless you're explicitly asking for advice, I never want to give you like what I think I want to like ask you questions and have you get there yourself. Cause like, mm-hmm. that's the best way to move forward. Even if you're not confident in your own decisions, you're making the decision yourself. And so he never was like, you should do it or shouldn't. He was like, yeah, like this is kind of what I'm, like th- these are where I think the issues might be on whatever matter. Um, mm-hmm. And so I called him, I talked to him about it, or sorry, we went for a walk and we talked to him for, about it for a, a while. Um, and then my, my next call was to my longtime lawyer. And I was like, all right, I don't know how this works because like, <laughs> this is a Canadian company. I'm a U.S. company. This feels like it's going to be very complicated on taxes. Um, mm-hmm. It is complicated to this day. <laughs> on my taxes it's being a canadian business owner in the u.s is so painful yeah Uh, if you've ever heard of the patriot act i am subjected to the patriot act every year because they want to know if i'm up to anything shady in canada which if i'm up to anything shady you think i'm gonna do it in a place that has tighter (laughs) more strict laws than the u.s like that's not the place i'm good i'm not (laughs) i'm not committing crime in canada but yeah um yeah, and so we did uh we did the whole deal over email actually. Like we just went back and forth on numbers and I would send spreadsheets over of PLs and balance sheet. Uh and then we would just go back and forth on like yeah. what and um 
I think at the time, like <laughs> Andrew would probably never say this uh, or admit to it. I've I've dinner with him next month. I'll ask, but okay. Uh, uh, I think eighty twenty was definitely a question mark of like an experiment for him. He was like, "Is this going to work out?" Mm-hmm. Like, do I have a lot of conviction? I think he had a lot of conviction in no code in mm-hmm. general and Webflow in general. He's like, I think knows Vlad and like they go back and all this stuff, but. Uh, I didn't, I think for him, he was like, I don't know, let's see if this bet works out. Um, mm-hmm. Cause he put a very small amount of money into the company and it was a loan. It wasn't even equity. Um, oh, really? And we like, we went off of that. Uh, I paid back that loan this, the year I joined and um, it was, it was less than $30,000. It was like, mm-hmm. it was, I think it was like 27 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and at the time when I joined, we only had one employee. Um, so, so I did the deal or whatever. It was like, we technically did the deal. I was CEO in July, but we didn't announce until November because of just like legal tax stuff. And like, I had to figure out all this complicated cross-border stuff. Um, yeah. But um, I took over. We had one employee. Her name is Veronica. She rocks. Um, and she was like running sales and PMing projects at the same time, which is wow. just a stressful place to be. Um, and uh, yeah, we would just like, we would get projects coming in because of Andrew and MetaLab, like, tons of referral deals, which is to our, like, we're very lucky in there. Like we keep a lot of good company around us and Tiny has a very strong brand name and 8020 has a really strong brand name now. So we get mm-hmm. a lot of like referral deals. Um, but yeah, back then it was like a very stressful business because you had a lot of freelancers and I don't like that model at all because um, you're kind of subjected to their schedule and things like that. And I was like, we've got to build a team here. Like this mm-hmm. is not this current path. Sure. Great. We have no, we have very limited payroll, but mm-hmm. it's just not a sustainable model. So I, over the last two years, we built the team um, and we shifted almost entirely away. We have like two contractors, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and we have, I think, 16 now um, full-time employees. And uh, yeah, there's a lot a lot to be proud of. I'm always, like, there's a part of me that's like, actually, every part of me that's like, ah, like, it should be 25 or it should be 50 <laughs> or it should be 75 or something like that. I'm never like, I can never, because like, there was a time where I was like, when, if I, when I have five employees, I'm going to be so hyped. Like, yeah. this is just going to be the best day ever. And then like you get there and it's like, I need more and I need more and I need more Mm. and I need more. And I need to learn, I'm still learning this, how to be just like content in the moment and be like, wow, like we built something really cool and meaningful here. Um, And I'm like really grateful for it, period. Not, Mm -hmm. there's no but, there's no, like there's no but it could be bigger or but I could have done better. It's like, no, this is dope as it is where it is. I'm not there. I'm not like fully there yet, but I'm getting there. It's funny that um, uh, it's, it's so normal to like put these goalposts on happiness. And then yeah. when it's not what you thought it was going to be, you just push back the goalposts. And you're like, I'll be happy then, or I'll be content yeah. then. I'll real there's, relax then. <laughs> there's a, oh man, I was just talking to a close friend about this the other day. Um, there's like a, there's a name for this. It's called really. Uh, 
the arrival fallacy. That's what it's called. Interesting. Um, there is, it is a documented thing. Um, and it's very common. You set goals and then you fall into this weird place of like, this isn't enough, or this isn't what I was expecting it to be. Or some people like get like straight up depressed and like, I, I get it. Uh, yeah. Cause you're just like, nah, I told myself like, once I got this thing, it, life would be good. And all these problems would be gone and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it's just not, it's not, uh, it's not real like that. That's a much larger issue within a lot of us, in my opinion, um, that has to be resolved. Cause you, otherwise you're just going to keep pushing the goalposts forward. And, and like, I'm sure your career career will be better for it in many mm-hmm. ways, but at what cost? Yeah. I, I, I think for me, like, it's very strange how, um, uh boring and peaceful things are when you get to that thing like mm-hmm. there's no like the excitement that you thought was going to happen or something like that they're mm-hmm. like oh i have 16 employees okay well we're gonna go to a payroll meeting and it's like mm-hmm. very normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> tomorrow morning i got a i got a cash flow meeting and then i got a month-end books review call and i'm like oh this is different than i was expecting there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot more admin work and i have yeah. the meeting every week yeah. uh and that's just the way it goes. It's part of it's part of the process. It's yeah. just unexpected. The things that you expected to be there aren't there, and then things. Yeah. And then there's these other things that come with scaling a company, growing a company, trying to keep culture solid. Because like agency culture is so routinely toxic. Uh, mm. And I'm like, how do you build against that to where people aren't burned out, but also the agency can be profitable and like it works in everyone's favor. It's it's not easy. I actually have a lot of I texted Mason this the other day. I was like, I'm really impressed by how long he's been in the agency game and how he keeps like Mason is to me in the space. Mason is the like highest, coolest person um, because like he's done this solo for such a long, and he'll, he would say otherwise he'd say to his team, which is very true. But like a lot of, like a lot of the pressure especially during the pandemic of like, so how is this going to play out? Like that, you got, you got checks to write. You got food to put on the table for these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mason's just like crushing it. And he's in such high spirits all the time. And he's just like the kindest, warmest guy. Um, and uh, yeah, I, the agency game is not easy. I, mm-hmm. if, if someone tells you it is, they are selling you something 100%. Um, mm-hmm. It is not it is one of the hardest businesses I think you can get into because it you think that like you have one boss and it's like yourself when in reality you have for me 16 bosses mm-hmm. I, I report to all of those people and then every client and then the stakeholders within the it's like a it is not and that's common for a lot of businesses but yeah. like I I respect people that run agency businesses because I know how hard it is and I empathize deeply do you ever sometimes like take a moment and look around? You're like, oh my God, look where I am. <laughs> um, it's hard to do. I don't. Yeah. I, it's really hard for me to do that because I know yeah. how much work needs to be done. Yeah. Um, and like even like my birthday was last week and I like did not like I was like nah there's too much to do like I just like can't yeah like I, I've just got 
I've got to like get this, these nine other things done or like Thanksgiving is this week. And I'm like, yeah, but like, and historically I've always taken, I'm not very good at taking breaks, but I'm always like really good at taking Thanksgiving off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this week I'm just like, I don't know. Like I can't really stop and smell the roses and like be grateful, which is such a weird point of view. And like, I need to get rid of it, but, uh, I it's really hard for me to like stop and like like I don't even remember how I celebrated selling the company I think I just like went into it the next week and I was like yeah all right yeah I'm starting um and it's a very it's something that I would love to get better at in 2023 because it's what's the point of it if you're not celebrating it like I might as well just work I might as well have just been an engineer <laughs> like it, honestly it's like if i'm just gonna like just enter the rat race and never look back and never stop to smell the roses like what's the point and so it's something that like i it, i'd love to work on in 2023 and it's my goal to work on in 2023 of like there's been a lot of like we've we've built a lot of cool stuff and i'm really proud of it and like our client list is really cool too and i'm like man we really went from like small business websites uh or like i remember selling like i would go to like a nail salon and i would like set up a meeting with them and i would be like the website will be 400 dollars, and they'd be like this is too expensive and i'm like ah, i understand i'm sorry it's 200 dollars or whatever and i was still not get the deal and really? like now we're doing six figure projects and that was just six years ago um, yeah feels like yesterday i'm yeah and like that you know very real sense that's like my shadow uh, like mm. as we were talking about earlier, like that guy is like in my head. Um, because I've never sat down with it, never been like, Yeah, like you were doing okay. Um, so uh yeah, I'd like to I'd like to celebrate more in 2023. At least yeah. Uh, 2023 on. There's a life yeah. on this is a this is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh so I don't just celebrate in 2023 and then stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's not natural for you this is yeah. not gonna happen <laughs> you don't have to worry about that uh, <laughs> um those moments um like when you um uh the shadow moments for me sometimes they happen um uh, just on their own like they sneak up on you I was yeah. uh, uh a couple months ago I was cooking a meal um and then I just paused and I looked around and I was like oh my god like this is my apartment <laughs> yeah yeah 16 felt like yesterday yeah and now i'm like a full-grown adult living on her own just doing right. her, her thing right. so it was it's definitely a moment where like my i don't know my brain just kind of shut down for a moment and i it's like i, I looked around and was like how did this happen <laughs> mm. how did i get here <laughs> in a good way or like like you were like happy with the progress or like you were just like what happened in the last six or six years or whatever yeah probably about the same that probably that like um both like um like i'm so unbelievably proud that i can like buy my own food and have an apartment for myself but at the same time you're kind of like time vortex <laughs> yeah yeah i get yeah. that i really get that it's like i said i think we're wired very similarly in that regard so um yeah well i guess it's a work i had for both of us in 2023 onwards of slowing down a little bit and stopping to smell the roses just like you you know in in a sense you did uh, yeah in your apartment so 
we just did uh two hours how are you feeling i'm good yeah it's yeah. great this is a very <laughs> unexpected in a <laughs> like like we did talk about work but i feel like i just like sat through a therapy session in a sense. uh so i really like it that's the first time i've ever had a pod. i've been on a, a few podcasts at this point and uh everyone talks to me about work and i always say this, and this this did talk about work but like it, it's never uh this is much more introspective which is the stuff that i like that's all i read at home is like thinking about communication and self and uh how to be more thoughtful or how to be uh i don't know how to how to just improve and mm -hmm. focus on the self and all that stuff and so um this is a very interesting podcast in that regard because i don't think there's anything like that um that exists especially in the space because like Every person that's going to, any podcast I really do in the future is going to be like, ah, tell me this story. Tell me that story. Tell me that story. And I'll tell that story time and time again. No problem. But like, mm -hmm. no one's getting into like the core, the substance of like, oh yeah. Like, what was your upbringing? Like, where'd you go to school? Like all that stuff. People start at college usually. Mm. Um, so There's so much I know. Like, oh, oh, I know. Your childhood. Like, I know. Yeah. Understanding <laughs> of the year for everyone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's I remember, such a I, gift. Yeah, you go. Yeah. You go. I remember I talked to Mason the day he recorded this episode. I hope he doesn't get pissed at me for saying this That's or okay. recorded his episode. Um, and he was talking about like, man, those questions are like, like he, he enjoyed it. And he was like, these mm. questions are like deeply personal. Uh, and we we were just talking about that for a while and I was like that's something that like does again does not exist elsewhere uh because he was grateful for that experience and I listened to this episode and I was grateful to hear that um so uh yeah yeah I think you're building something really cool you should be very proud of it thank you mm -hmm. I um I I I think I said this before but I I need it so much like I think people are so incredibly fascinating and and anytime somebody gives me two hours of their time it just feels like such a gift mm. so i i need this emotionally and i'm not gonna stop even if people stop listening you know what's so <laughs> funny i i don't know how if you feel like this is um taking up someone's time but like to me um have you ever read the book i've never read the book but i know there's a part in there that talks about it it's how to win friends and influence people by yeah carnegie rockefeller one of them something like that um mm -hmm. one of the quotes in there is like the the sweetest name in the english language for someone is like their their own name or their own voice or something like that yeah. and so like i'm sure everyone else loves stuff like this loves to give two hours because it's like a very again this is not your surface level stuff this is a very introspective <laughs> uh if I didn't have therapy every week, I would probably be like tearing up right now of like, wow, these are great questions. Uh, and because uh, they are, and I'm sure people don't get them that often, if ever in life. Um, so it's a good like a moment of reflection for me. Um, but yeah. Thank you.
Yeah, I, I I remember Mason. He said he was like, um, uh, everybody's like, oh my gosh, like I did not expect that, and they listen to other episodes. But once it's them, they're like, wait, how do you know that? Or <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't even get to impress you about like uh, knowing that you worked at the Nike store when you were in high school. Oh, I I had this whole notion document, but like you just kind of go with the flow of the conversation. So now yeah, I can course. say that I knew. Hold that. on, what else? What else do you know? I'm 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 concerned, but also, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's true. Nike I remember is one of my favorite companies of all time. I've one of just... your friends, one of your friends was saying something like, um, like, dang, you, you work for Nike in order to only give the money back to them to buy shoes yes some one of my friends said that yeah that's hilarious you must have gone really far back in the timeline oh yeah if, if somebody has an instagram i uh i go back to the verse first photo oh and... no <laughs> no i forgot there's i've got to archive a lot of posts before this no, episode no, comes no, out no. <laughs> that yeah because that goes back to Wow, 2014. I'm pulling up my Instagram right now. Wow, there's so many. There's the Snapchat filters on here. There's, I think I've, I, ha you know, it's so funny in the note of like, you know, hiding my age and things like that. I hid every picture that was in a high school at, so that no one, wow. would, so like even graduation photos are archived on here. They, they exist. They're archived. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it's either, it's either like straight up baby pictures. With my that. sister, which yep. is like you can't <laughs> tell how old I am, or or uh college, I think maybe. Uh no, see, I think I even removed a lot of college photos. Um yeah. Uh oh my god, I've got to archive some of this stuff. No, 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 they're lovely. <laughs> oh, I love them. Yeah, like so I I um if people give me their time, I uh I really try to make it worth it by uh, learning everything about them. Like I was on my couch <laughs> a couple of weeks ago um, watching your Oklahoma podcast. You saw that? I never even yeah. posted that anywhere. No, I found it. Oh my God. <laughs> I was watching it like a movie. <laughs> oh no. You watched the video version? Yeah. Yeah. I had it set um, up in my living room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I, I really gosh. care. That was a long episode too. Wow. That my episodes were long used to it yeah yeah but you watched <laughs> that thing like it, it i mean wow uh <laughs> respect um i was not expecting that you know yeah. i had someone i had someone reach out to me the other day they like um i respect their follow-up game a lot they like want to work at 80 20 and they were like hey i heard you in this podcast episode and it was like a week after the episode dropped and i was like how how <laughs> Like, how did you find this i didn't post about it anywhere and i had meant to but i'd forgotten and then now it's been too long so i haven't posted about it maybe i should shout out uh to this is oklahoma podcast because that was a it was a fun episode um but uh yeah i was like how did you find this um, oh everybody if you if you want to work somewhere uh i've done this uh you put the names of all of the people that you know at that company who are involved in hiring you put that into spotify oh and you find all their podcasts i'm so good at researching people <laughs> that's really interesting i love yeah. that that's a pro tip right there you need to cut that <laughs> right like and then put that on twitter 
and mm. I will retweet the hell out of it. <laughs> that is a great piece of advice. That's yeah. because people, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get this in any other format. Um, you're not going to get this in a written blog post, mm. in my opinion. You have to be like really raw and open to do that, yeah. written at least. And um, yeah, I respect people that can do it. it unrelated, but uh, yeah. somewhat related. I there's this do you know who helena price hambrecht is she no, owns but... a company called house h-a-u-s it's like a low alcohol aperitif that sounds uh, really familiar yeah it was really trendy in tech but like the company went under during the pandemic and she like did a really raw real interview that was like in written format and i was like damn i have so much respect for you um and like your ability to just be open with other people um yeah so wow Anything else? Any other things that you've heard? I'm I'm like again. I'm about you? Yeah, like any or anything that you've learned that I should be concerned about. No, I just uh, I think it's really beautiful how much you love your sister, like the way that you post <laughs> stuff about her. Like I haven't the, posted about the... her in a long time though. Oh. <laughs> I I she she deserves a lot of credit, but uh, the, I think the last time I posted about her was let's see. Um, it's been a while, but I love her. Let's <laughs> let the record show. Yeah. Love her. She's great. Glad yeah. she lives. She now lives twenty minutes away from me. So um, and the the post that you you did about your family was also really sweet. Oh yeah, I think I remember the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, you went back in the archives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I need, that. To keep that, I need to keep that in mind whenever I do anything in the future. Not everybody is as crazy as me. <laughs> I, but the fact that it's out there, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's super interesting. Um, um the the last like uh, uh crazy thing that you said you, you did the thing with with chance with the with Snapchat filters. Um, mm -hmm. I uh like a crazy person. I made a review video of the experience using Zipcar. Um, oh, maybe like a year ago really okay just for fun because okay. i thought that the the uh product and the experience was really really interesting and so i and just for anyone that doesn't know zipcar yeah. can you give the 30 seconds oh. of zipcar yeah yeah zipcar it's like um uh a car rental company in which you can do everything from your phone you can unlock the car from your phone oh. you can uh honk the car from your phone um it's the coolest thing ever i would take it it gives you so much independence um when you live in a city and i used to take zip car to go to uh my favorite russian grocery store 20 minutes outside of philly russian <laughs> grocery store yeah yeah wow okay i would okay. go and buy a uh, burrick and uh um uh polish sausages and uh um milk you know, you, chocolates you, you spoke of it in in <laughs> driving minutes but how many is that walking for you oh walking oh you yeah. can't walk to the russian grocery store there's highways and stuff oh wow <laughs> you would find a way though every time i talk to you it's like yeah that's like 45 minutes away walking and yeah like, okay <laughs> interesting, <laughs> like, what, interesting metric <laughs> what is that in suburban times <laughs> yeah yeah exactly if oh, i got into my little car yeah. like how far would it or how long would it take? Yeah, so it's like a 20 minute drive. And so I I made this video and I like crazy person sent it to Zipcar. Um and then like a week ago or so, they're like, Hey um, do you wanna talk about No way, that's how your thing got set up? 
that's how it, yeah because i i reached out to them and i was like is this okay that i post this and they're like this is adorable wow <laughs> like, okay and they're like you seem like really like excited about the product and like thought it was really cool and i'm like yeah it's like the best yeah. <laughs> like why wouldn't i think that it's cool and they're like this is a little crazy and i'm like true um wow. and yeah so that's that's how it happened and Who so did you send um, that to or like what role how did you know uh, so before I even started the podcast, I would like find people that I thought were interesting on on LinkedIn and just like call them. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, that's way too like... that's way too casual of a sentence. <laughs> like we have to acknowledge how how crazy that is. Well, I would no, I would reach out to them to get their phone number. I would say, um, uh, "Hey, this is Emily. Like, do you want to be friends?" And then I would love say that yes. so much. I love that so much. That's amazing. So yeah, they would always be like, yeah. And then I'd be talking to these people for like 45 minutes to two hours, depending on like how much they wanted to talk to me. So yeah, so what I did was I just found everybody at Zipcar and like reached out to them. I'm like, hey, I made this video. Wow. Here's the unlisted YouTube link. Is this okay? And they're like, yeah, this is fine. And is, the, is the pattern of email addresses at first name dot last name at Zipcar.com? Is that the, the format they follow? Oh, I sent it to them over LinkedIn. Oh. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Cool. Yeah. And okay. um, yeah, and like I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Let's be friends. And they're like, okay. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So cool. um so yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But I just I just had the first interview today. So can can you send me this video after the recording? Oh my god, it's so cringy, but also I would you. love I would love to see it. You wanna hear a funny story that's the exact opposite experience, but yeah. very similar. Yeah. I whenever I go to New York, if I'm renting a car, um <laughs> well, how do I say this? Uh I I was for a while of a young driver and so but Audi has this program called Audi Silver Car that lets you rent an Audi and they don't charge a young driver's fee. And, oh yeah. And the cars were super nice. And so I was like, yeah, of course I'm gonna use this. But the last time I was there, like I, um, I like rented the car, but the experience is so weird. Like, cause they don't have any like flagship locations, like a car dealership mm. or anything. They like put them in the basements of parking garages. And there's like this like small sign that's like Audi silver car over here. And like, sometimes there'll be someone at the desk, but more realistically, there's just like a guy sitting in the car cause it's cold out in New York. And then, like, he'll just hop out of the car. And it's just, like, a weird experience for, like, the end user. Yeah. Um, that could be so much better like, in every regard. And so I found the email of, like, the president of Audi Car and, like, I think the vice president or something. I emailed them both. They And they just left it on red. And it was a great email, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, it was very tactical in terms of, like, yeah. what to take away. And they never responded. And I was so bummed about it because I was like, this can be so much better with yeah. such just smaller, just like the easiest fixes. Um, mm -hmm. Lots of low hanging fruit in that business. So I'm yeah. glad you got a response from Zipcar. Other people are not as nice in the automotive space. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. If you're, if you're willing to drive a Volkswagen Golf, Zipcar is a good alternative. <laughs> Great. I am willing to drive a Volkswagen Golf. Uh, I'm, willing I to drive, I'm willing to drive anything. At this point. Uh, if they will let me drive it, I will drive it. So Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending time with me. 
of course this was i cannot emphasize it enough this is such a pleasure and i like i said there's nothing like this in the space and there's both two things there's nothing like this in the space and to have something like this where people do feel comfortable enough because this is you have listeners and like this is going to go out to the world but like to be able to create a conversation that feels comfortable enough to just be like yeah this is me and the real version of myself mm-hmm. uh maybe maybe some people are still guarded i think i like still have guards up because i'm like ah, i don't want to say i don't, don't want to look dumb in this regard or whatever but to be able to create that is like a very hard thing to do um and you do it very well like in especially like if you listen to any of the past episodes people are just i think a lot of it is like you want you to do your research really well but like you just have a energy about you that's like people are like yeah this is cool i can just be me there is no need for a filter um and so it's very special so you should be very proud and congrats on your uh webflow grant that's amazing as well yes um but the future is very bright for you thank you yeah i'm i'm excited um i i texted my friend um who's a audio guy and I said, hey, you know how you've been texting me for a really long time saying if I ever needed an editor, that you'll be my yeah. editor? And uh-huh. he said, yeah. And I said, today's the day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, and, and to, to close out, um, if anybody's listening to this and they want to like follow you anywhere or they want to reach out to you and say hi. Well, or stock my old Instagram post <laughs> like as a baby or see my Nike ID badge. Or- <laughs> Um, I'll send you the the document that I have on you. Actually, <laughs> I would love to see it. Yeah, and I'm going to go archive a bunch of photos on my Instagram after this. Um, where do you find me? Um, I'm at Matt Varu on pretty much every platform, but these days I'm only on uh, actively on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I and then I'm Matt at eighty twenty dot inc. If you uh, I, I really want to help more people in the agency space. Not that I know anything in particular, but like, uh, if not that you know anything, in what do you mean? I, look, we're all just figuring it out at the end of the day. I, yeah. I don't know anything. It's very egotistical of me to be like, I can help you. And I know how to do what you're tr-. like. I, I just mm. feel, it feels egotistical to me. Um, so with the knowledge that I do have, uh, if anyone wants help with anything or needs advice mm-hmm. um i would be more than happy to answer questions i might be slow on email because i'm buried right now but i will get back to you eventually um so i'm matt at 8020.inc 8020.inc um and uh yeah that's where you can find me perfect I'll put apparently, all that... apparently yep. on spotify and other podcasts but uh don't don't do that uh <laughs> you just gotta um <laughs> I'll, I'll put that all in the description so people don't have to worry about spelling or anything and oh cool. uh, yes i'm a very good go. last name yes yeah um, so thank you so much for having me yeah i hope this is just goodbye until next time and maybe yeah. we'll have you on in like a year and check in yeah we'll see maybe i'll stop <laughs> and i the roses <laughs> all right well that's the end <laughs>